The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back into it at Tower 2, it's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency and Bud Eyes on Cincinnati and Kansas City Round 2 AFC title game. We welcome in longtime coach, uh, former Husker, and uh, a lot of great years uh, with uh, Ohio and, of course, North Dakota State, uh, Jimmy Burrow with us. Coach, thanks for the time. How are we doing? We're doing good. Looking forward to the weekend. I bet you are. And uh, before we jumped on air, weather's been on a lot of the country's mind. Everybody got to Buffalo uh, okay from the borough crew, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, we had them coming in from, from a lot of different places. Uh, Nebraska was a big concern, but since you didn't get the big snowstorm there, people were, uh, family was able to, to get, they were able to get out of there and get to Buffalo. And, and uh, we had some, some weather issues there, uh, but not not for, for us watching the game, but but a certain people out of Cincinnati still couldn't get there. We'd have had more fans, but they had some weather issues here. But uh, we had our family and friends and fans there for sure. Well, what an impressive win by Cincinnati. Coach, uh, what did they get your take here on, on how the season started in Cincinnati? And if you could circle a, a turning point, a tipping point in, in the year that, that, mm-hmm. got, that got Cincy going. First of all, it started the day before camp when Joe had uh, an emergency appendectomy. So that that set back the whole process. He missed about two weeks of camp. Uh, we had the, the the new offensive line uh, that had been put together in the off season. So there were some uh, some hurdles we had to overcome early in the season to kind of get that uh, continuity going with with the offense. And uh, so uh, you know that. Uh, was was a hard thing to overcome. I, I think just being able to work together those first few games and and uh, come back and, and and win one here and there. Even the first game when it was probably one of Joe's worst games uh, that he's had in the NFL. Uh, he threw a touchdown with no time on the clock, and we have to we were just going to kick an extra point and win the game, and we we had it blocked. So uh, things just didn't go our way, and and uh, but but. Uh, there was always uh, still confidence and, and, and hope that, uh, you know, we could, we could put it together, and we did. What's your impression as a longtime football coach seeing the team really rally? And I always get a kick out of – covered Zach when he was here at Nebraska, but I get a kick out of Zach going to the different uh, night spots delivering game balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's been fun. Uh, Zach does a great job uh, uh, on and off the field, and uh, so we we appreciate what he does. 
uh, I, Robin and I were able to do that. Uh, they asked us if we wanted to present a game ball here in town last week in Athens. So it was the first game ball presented outside of Cincinnati. So that was a lot of, lot of fun. Uh, but, you know, those guys were prepared last week. I mean, the defense is, is really playing great. The offensive line uh, was unbelievable. We were able to run the ball, and uh, that gave Joe and, and his uh, receivers in the passing game a lot of opportunities to, to not just have to throw, uh, you know, every down. So it was a great team win. Jimmy Burrow with us here on Hale Varsity Radio, AFC title game. Joe Burrow, of course, uh, leading Cincinnati uh, back down to Arrowhead. Let me ask you, Coach, wh- where did you go in Athens? Where did you bring the game ball to? Uh, Corkside. It's a local uh, a pizza place and, and uh, a hangout. Uh, that's, that's the kind of the main uh, little drag there uh, uh, uptown. Uh, we, so we had a good mix of, of older people, and then that's one of the hot spots, night spots on a Thursday night. So we kind of ha- had the, the old group in there, and then here come the students were, were coming in for their <laughs> Thursday night to get togethers and so it was uh, just a packed house and we had a they had done a nice video uh, in conjunction with the uh, with the Bengals and and we had a game ball and and presented it to to Athens we certainly appreciate all the support that the people in this area uh, have always uh, given to Joe and and our family and so it was good to to get that game ball to to the courtside there in town. Now is is Joe going to get a chance to go sign that game ball and go and go see everyone? Well, what kind of event is it like in uh, in Athens whenever Joe comes back hometown? Well, you know he comes back. He usually just kind of stays off of Court Street, which is a good thing. But uh, <laughs> we, we might get him to sign sign that ball uh, uh, one of these days. I'm I'm sure he did. He did a little video in the locker room, which I can't believe uh, the Bengals must have asked him right after that win because that's that's. I, I I probably would never ask him to do something like that right after the game, but he did a short video thanking Athens and presenting them the game ball, and uh, once again everybody thought it was a was a uh, really a, a cool thing to do, and we had a lot of fun. Speaking of the uh, the post game locker room, do you have a a victory cigar picked out for Sunday afternoon? Are you just gonna let let that one go until uh, until the game finishes? Yeah, that's. Kind of uh, uh, after the game, we we have a, a location where uh, Jamar's dad, Jimmy Chase, and I uh, uh, lit one up last year in in the in the parking lot after the game. So we we know where that place is, and and, and Jimmy uh, smokes cigars way more than me, so he'll 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 have me one ready to go. <laughs> Jimmy Burrow is with us, Hale Varsity Radio coach. You mentioned uh, a lot about Cincinnati's you know game plan and, and their balance and. Being a defensive coach, put your 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 DC hat on, and the in your estimation here, what what are the problems Cincinnati poses? Not just maybe for Kansas City, but just for teams around the league. Uh, Zach seems to have, and Coach Callahan, man, their offense is so balanced, and it seems like take one thing away, they could be able to beat you with yeah. something else. Well, really, it all starts with the running game. I I think if we can run the ball like we did last week, I mean, it's just creates all kind of issues for, for a defense. Uh, if we can't run the ball, then we, we, we pretty much throw a lot, throw almost every down, and we can still move the ball that way too. But the running game opens everything up. And then you get to uh, four great receivers, the tight end, Hayden Hurst, and T. Higgins, and, and Tyler Boyd, and Jamar Chase, or, you know, uh, 
I, I think they're the, the three best in, in the as a unit uh, in in the league. Uh, Joe can <clears throat> can beat you throwing the ball. He can scramble and and uh, throw off off platform uh, uh, when he does that. So just creates a lot of issues. And then uh, uh, Joe Mixon uh, is is a beast uh, uh, back there at, at the, the running back position and. And uh, so it presents a lot of problems. Uh, you know, Joe, people try to blitz, and, and we, we get the ball out hot to, to the receivers and let them run with it. If, they, if they, they drop people back, you know, Joe's really good at finding holes in the zone, and the receivers are all really smart. That kind of goes unnoticed, and people don't give them as much credit for that. They say they're great athletes, which they are, but they're really smart. They understand coverages. They understand concepts in the passing game, and you put all that together, and you got a, a real explosive uh, uh, offense. And then Zach and and the coach Callahan put a great plan together every week. From an accuracy standpoint, I mean Joe's really special. Is that something he's always had, or is that something you see yeah. him continuing to work on and perfect? No, that's kind of always been his calling card. Uh, you know. Early in in his career, when when as he's developing physically, uh, his arm certainly wasn't what it is today. So, I think he understood back then that accuracy uh, was something that that he had to have. And and then uh, as he developed that, and and he became uh, stronger, uh, and, and his arm became stronger, and he his whole body became physically stronger. Then. Uh, he still was able to maintain that accuracy, and he, he continues to do that. And, and the, the one uh, good thing that, that you see out there, too, is when he scrambles, you know, that's hard to maintain that accuracy, but he seems to be able to to, uh, to be a very accurate passer, again, on his scrambles also. So, once again, it just makes it hard for a defense to defend. Yeah, no matter what happens, he always looks like he's got a level head, whether he's scrambling, whether it's third and eight, third and one. It doesn't matter. He always has a level head. And now you look at this game on Sunday, going to a formidable home field advantage in Arrowhead. But we had Bengals corner Mike Hilton on the sideline on uh, Sunday. It's a great video released by NFL Films uh, saying at the end of the game, we'll see you in Burrowhead, referring to Arrowhead <laughs> Stadium because uh, Joe Burrow still undefeated at Arrowhead. What's your take on that, Joe, going and in, in battling not only the Chiefs, but also the Chiefs home field advantage? Yeah. You know the the crowd doesn't really seem to to affect uh, Joe and our guys. Uh, it, it can't. I mean, Arrowhead is unbelievably loud. Uh, Buffalo Stadium the other day uh, was unbelievably loud, and and Joe started the game off nine for nine and uh, two touchdowns. So, uh, uh, you know, he always says that that his confidence and and his ability and our team's ability or his team's ability to is to be in those situations is, is uh, uh, you know, shows up because they're prepared. Zach does a great job preparing the, uh, the players individually and, and Joe is a quarterback and, and then the team. And he says if you if you know what you're looking for on game day and, and you, you know what, what's supposed to, to transpire in, in your game plan and, and in your plays, then you can, you can look calm and, and confident and, and still understand if things aren't going good that, your coaches and uh, are going to make adjustments and make changes, and you're still going to to be able to come back. I think he also understands leadership and and uh, what that means as a quarterback. And you you can't you can't lose your cool out there. You can't show uh, a, a 
whether it's frustration or, or, or too much joy and, and celebration. Uh, so that's, I think, where he gets his, uh, his demeanor and how he's, he's able to react and, and act out there on the football field. Coach Jimmy Burrow with us here. A couple more minutes at Tale Varsity Radio. Joe and Cincinnati off to Arrowhead for the AFC title game and another trip to the Super Bowl, perhaps. Uh, Coach, have you been uh, part of the advisory committee with the uh, the sunglasses con- collection? <laughs> no. People that know me from back in Nebraska or wherever I've been know that any fashion statement that Joe has definitely doesn't uh, – doesn't come from from me, but he he likes to uh, he, he likes to look good and and show confidence uh, uh, when they're traveling and, and game day. My my wife and Joe's mom, Robin, was a fashion merchandising major at uh, 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 once she left uh, Cook, Nebraska, to go to go to college, and now she's a principal. But earlier earlier she was involved in things like that, so maybe that that's where he gets it. But uh, he doesn't ask me for for the, uh, what he should wear on game day, because some of those things I would probably uh, veto. <laughs> got to have one of these games. He's just got to raid your closet, and we'll see what the outfit looks like. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm still a, a sweatshirt and blue jeans guy. And, and really, Joe, for the most part, is, is like that, too. If you saw him you know, around, around the house, or I'm sure the, uh, the locker room and those type things, it's, it's pretty casual. But... Uh, uh, over the years, he's he's developed his own sense of of, of what he likes to wear, and and uh, and uh, he he's not he's not uh, afraid to kind of go out there with some of those outfits. Coach, I wanted to get your thoughts uh, if you've had any crossover or connection at all with Matt Rule in the coaching circles, or just a reaction to his uh, his time now in Lincoln as uh, Nebraska uh, now in the Rule era. I don't know, Matt. Uh, you know, I, I as, as everybody, when I, I knew he was going to be the coach at Nebraska, started reading more more things about him and, and his his uh, resume and what he did at at, uh, uh, at in college. You know, is 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 outstanding and and there's a proven track record there. So uh, you just hope that you know he embraces the the Nebraska tradition and and. Uh, uh, understands it, which I'm sure Trev uh, think you know thinks he does, and and so uh, uh, that all points to to hopefully Nebraska getting back to the, the way it once was uh, uh, once upon a time. So we're we're still Nebraska fans, and uh, I, I hope I hope that they can uh, get it going there. Had a chance not long ago during uh, some of the bowl games, chance to be on Coach Walden's radio show and keeping contact with Jim Walden and I know you coached with him and, and played for him but I, I found out you, you were his neighbor growing up how was coach <laughs> Walden as a neighbor did you have to cut his yard or I mean tell me about no, that experience uh, uh, we moved next door to him in the fifth grade uh, I actually uh, uh, became his starting corner as a 10th grader and then then he went to Nebraska you know that's that's a whole story in itself that's how I ended up that Nebraska. I was just on his uh, show. Uh, uh, I think a couple of Saturdays ago, uh, Joe, because I was there with him at, at at Iowa State, and eventually became the head coach at Ames. That's where Joe was born, and so my whole family history is is traced back to 
to Coach Walden at some point, whether it was next door, mm. going to Nebraska, hiring me at Washington State, uh, asked me to go with him to, to Iowa State. So uh, he's an important part in, in, in the, for, for me, not only uh, growing up, but just my whole history uh, of, uh, of football and being a coach. And even uh, uh, Jamie and Dan that ended up playing in Nebraska, they, they grew up in – in Ames, Iowa, and played for, for uh, the, the little Cyclones because um, that's all because of Coach Walden. He's an unbelievable person, and and uh, uh, he's done so much for me uh, in my lifetime that, that I'm always uh, indebted to him for, for a lot of the things that I've done in football, for sure. Coach Jimmy Burrow with us, Joe and the Bengals in Kansas City. Coach, enjoy your trip to KC. We'll be rooting for you. Thanks for giving <laughs> us a few minutes today. All right. Thank you. Go Bengals. Go Huskers.